joined now on the line by aviation expert Carl Johnson, who is also a former South African Airways uh, pilot. Uh, good morning to you and compliments of the new season. Oh, thanks very much, Ike, to you and to everybody out there who might be listening to us. Well, this is uh, very tragic. Um, and weather conditions, uh, we hear reports suggesting that they were not good. Could that be a contributing factor? Uh, Ike, without, in my view, without a doubt, and having spent many, many years flying uh, in the equatorial areas or equatorial regions, which is where this um, aeroplane has, the, has disappeared, um, that one gets very extremely severe uh, thunderstorm activity. And, you know, this also gels with what the, uh, the pilot or one of the crew asked for clearance to deviate from its regulated track uh, to avoid weather, which is a, a normal procedure and something that is to be recommended, of course. But now they say that they, they didn't give any emergency signal or any emergency transmission. If the airplane had flown into um, a severe thunderstorm and possibly uh, lost control of it or been in a situation where they couldn't handle this situation or, you know, were just so busy trying to keep the airplane going, there is no time to, um, uh, you know, to transmit an emergency message. Um, if the airplane had, on the other hand, uh, which heaven forbid that it had broken up, then, you know, obviously there would be no uh, communication or nothing, no power to, to be able to transmit what, what was going on. Um, a really, really nasty situation. And, but my hope there is if one assumes correctly, rightly or wrongly, that the airplane has come down in the Java Sea there, which is relatively shallow, it will be a lot easier to trace or to locate than uh, the MH370, which was somewhere in the Southern Ocean, but in such a wide area. But despite that, you know, like the, the, the ocean is, is just so enormous. And um, they were, I, I was just checking on Google Earth, that they were about 600 kilometers from uh, Singapore when they gave the request or made the request to divert from the regulated track. And um, that, is, that is also a massive, massive uh, area. But they will be able to see, uh, I'm sure they will be able to find that uh, airplane or the wreckage of it. Mm. Now, as a person with uh, practical experience, what is the standard yeah. practice uh, when you experience bad weather along the route? And reports oh, suggest okay. that uh, they requested uh, to deviate uh, from the planned path. Do yeah. we know at this stage if they were given permission? Um, I have absolutely no doubt that they were given permission because, you know, when, when you ask for deviation from uh, for weather, the air traffic controllers are obliged because you don't ask for deviation if it is not absolutely necessary. And um, so I, I assume, and, you know, air traffic control in that area is pretty good, um, that they would have been given clearance. Now, when you encounter serious turbulence like this, you, or like, as I suggested or implied by the thunderstorms, that the airplane, you you slow it to the best turbulence 
penetration speed. So there is a speed that has been calculated, worked out, and tested by test pilots on what to do with, with extreme turbulence so that you don't exceed the speed limit or you don't stall the airplane, which is what can happen in turbulence with, uh, with the gusty wind conditions, which can be absolutely extreme of hundreds of kilometers an hour and uh, you strap everybody in and the airplane itself is is so strong so extremely strong and robust and um, but if they get into extreme extreme thunderstorm activity it can actually destroy the airplane but to to avoid weather all airliners are equipped with radar systems and the Airbus um, has been a relatively, well, it is a very modern airplane. That one was only about five or six years old. It would have excellent radar. And there you avoid the most intense areas of turbulence, which you can see on the radar as different color scales, from, of, uh, which actually shows the, um, uh, the precipitation, in other words, liquid, water. And the water in the cloud is what is actually causing the turbulence because the water droplets or hail, whatever it is, drag air with them when they're going down and then they can be blasted up at, at an equally high speed by uh, convective currents inside a thunderstorm. You know, even when you see a thunderstorm uh, here at home, you can see some of these monsters that we get around with severe lightning and we get hail those are the kind of things that hurt airplanes very badly. And if you look up in the skies when there's any airplanes flying around or airliners, that they never go through those, uh, that, those, those uh, kind of uh, clouds where one can experience destructive turbulence. Now, we know that uh, pilots are highly trained and highly skilled, but how mm. much does experience uh, work uh, in this kind of circumstances? Uh, very much so. And I see that the captain of this airplane was a, uh, a high-time pilot of more than 20,000 hours. That's what I read. Um, and the experience, you do learn with experience of how to avoid this uh, serious turbulence. Um, and we, we, we must assume that they would have done everything that they possibly could to avoid it. That's we can't say that that is exactly what had happened to the airplane, but in my view, that's most probably what did.